Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Sidekick TV. So this week we've got Kirsten McLean back with us from Sidekick Legal. And the reason that we were having the conversation today, um, and for those of you that are watching, because uh, Kirsten posted it on LinkedIn, um, we're talking about uh, today the vaccinations and the vaccination process uh, information from the Ministry of Health and how that's going to affect people as they run their businesses. Uh, it is something that we were discussing that really every business owner needs to be aware of their obligations around this, but also there's still some um, grey area, so we thought that we'd want to clarify some of those things there. So if you're watching on YouTube, please do like and subscribe. If you're watching in the Psychic Business Lounge, thank you, welcome back. Um, Kirsten, I'll let you first start by, um, can you introduce, uh, I suppose, this this topic uh, of how you see it that most business owners uh, need to be aware of these vaccination changes? Yeah, look, I think, I mean, th there'll be a lot of uh, information coming out in the media and that always causes particularly employers in this sort of situation a bit of panic. Um, the reality is um, the vaccine will be rolled out. Um, it's obviously going to be available to certain categories of, of people and certain categories of workers uh, in the initial stages. Um, but I imagine in time it'll become much like the influenza jab. So a lot of workplaces already introduce a, a day, a year, where the nurse comes and, and administers the uh, flu jab to those who want it. I think the key for all of this, and I know that we'll probably get into sort of some more detail um, specifically, but the key to remember is that much like during the COVID lockdowns, um, the employment law uh, rules and regulations don't fly out the window. So, you know, employers can't just change the rules because all of a sudden there's a vaccine available and is a blanket rule and we're going to, everyone's going to have it. Um, you've still got your obligations uh, as an employer. Uh, you've still got, you know, your lawful obligations and, and your, your obligations in respect of the employee's rights, the human rights, um, you know, all of those sorts of things. Um, and, and I think particularly with an issue like vaccination, um, just not even within the employment sense but as a society vaccines are a, a hot topic you know there are parents that don't that choose for whatever reason not to vaccinate their children uh, there are adults that choose not to have vaccinations for a variety of reasons and so we've got to just be really mindful as employers that it doesn't change now because we're in the middle of a pandemic and so the rules go out the window. Um, they don't, uh, and we've certainly seen from the employment court and the decisions coming out in respect of how people were treated during lockdown and the, um, you know, the deduction in their wages and things like that, that the courts have made it really clear that employment law remains on foot, your obligations remain as they always have been, uh, and so you can't just throw caution to the wind and make your own decisions because it's a pandemic. Mm-hmm. You've, um, you've touched on a couple of times uh, as we've spoken about this over the last few days around the uh, you know there are some rights that could be potentially being pushed a bit here uh, privacy uh, yeah. freedom of uh, religion as well yes. um, so there, where there may be some restrictions you've said an employer may be able to stop somebody doing a particular role mm -hmm. or functions of a role if they're not vaccinated yeah, look, I think, as I say, the starting point would have to be, um, and, and you and I have had the discussion, and um, certainly we've had clients talking to us about it, can I force my staff to take the vaccination? The short answer is no, um, much like we can't force them to have the, the mumps, the measles, the rubella, the um, flu, the flu jab. Um, but what a workplace can do, and, and it's with anything and, and my clients get sick of me and roll their eyes when I say this all the time but it's so process driven and underlying all of that is 
not only your obligations of good faith, which go both ways, but also the rights. So you've got employer-employee rights, you've got health and safety obligations, um, you've got human rights, particularly when it comes to an issue of vaccination. So at present, what an employer can do, and I'm thinking an employer particularly like the DHBs, um, and, and it will be probably in those that we see it more sort of acutely, um, an employer can make a decision that only certain tasks, for instance, and I, I don't know if this is correct, but for instance, I imagine in a, in a hospital, in the ICU, it's high risk. It might be that they make a policy and they roll out a policy to say only those who have been treated or vaccinated with the COVID vaccination can work within that area for the next six months and then we'll review it. Um, so, you know, a, a, an employer can do that, um, but what they can't do is say, well, because of that, Rick, you no longer have a job. So Rick would be placed somewhere else, God forbid, the patients. <laughs> um, but, you know, there would be, you would be reassigned to another area of the business or, or the, the organisation where a vaccination wasn't, um, wasn't a requirement. Now, of course, Employers, and I, I can think of some of my clients who will say, well, can't we just make all duties subject to being vaccinated? That's tantamount to forcing your employees to take the vaccination. So the short answer is no. Um, that wouldn't be acting in good faith. Um, and and it, it would be, I mean, without using, you know, the sorts of phrases, but we've got to be careful about the rule of law and sort of, you know, those um, states where everyone's in high anxiety and we say you must do this and you must do that. I mean, those who are of age who have capacity are able to make decisions about medical treatments and things like that. Parents are able to make uh, decisions about their children's medical treatments, provided you know um, the courts aren't involved and there's no you know issues like that. So employers can't override those rights um, and start dictating who can and can't. And by making your entire workplace a place where everyone has to be vaccinated in order to do certain tasks, um, I think you'd find yourself in a whole lot of trouble. Yeah, I can, yeah, I can imagine. The, the other thing I, I think with this as well is um, this is such a divisive topic, as you uh, as you say. Uh, it's the reason why I'm asking the questions today, not giving any answers. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But I, I can imagine a scenario where, let's say, you work in a small office. Mm -hmm. Now... You may have somebody in that office that might live with a parent, um, you know, a, a senior person, um, or someone that's health compromised, and that person might say, uh, you, you know, they might be absolutely adamant that they want to be vaccinated, their family wants to be vaccinated, um, and they only want to work with vaccinated people. In that same small office, you might have someone that says, I don't know what it is, I'm not having that, um, or I'm, for whatever other reason, I do not want the vaccination, yep. what's an employer going to be able to do there? Yeah, look, that's a, that's a difficult one, and that's the sort of things that I think we're going to be grappling with moving forward, um, and, and it's going to be a continual uh, sort of debate, and there'll be all sorts of issues coming up, particularly, as you say, in a small workplace. I mean, I think of ours, we've got 20 or so sitting on the floor, um, and you can see that could happen. Um, the reality is, short of trying to be able to resolve that, as between the parties, and, and there's all sorts of organisations out there that can help, and of course there's um, MBIE who can come in and try and um, mediate a settlement about that, but the reality is, 
it's not mandatory. Employers can't force employees to take the job. Um, and it may become a situation where it then becomes untenable for that person who's been vaccinated to continue on working. Um, that's a decision they would have to make. Uh, you wouldn't necessarily go as an employer and terminate one or other of them because the reality is the job's available to both of them. Um, that's not mandatory. Employers' hands are somewhat tied. Um, but if an employee is refusing to come to work, um, because the rest of the team is not vaccinated and there's no alternatives to them working, i.e. from home or from another location, um, th then it will, there'll become a time when that employee's no longer willing to work. So in order to get your wages and your entitlements, all of that, you've got to be really willing and able to work. Um, so they'll be ready and able, but no longer willing within the circumstances. But again, we're in a really unique time because we've never seen flexible working so at the front of businesses, you know, sort of radar. And um, so you would be best advised to make sure that you explore all of those sorts of options as well. You know, can they work on different days? Are they full time? Can there be a separation in the office? Um, and also that ties in with your health and safety obligations anyway. If someone's sick, stay at home, you know. Um, social distancing if that's going to make them feel better can they be put in an office or you know all of those sorts of things would have to be explored before you got to a stage as an employer where you said to your vaccinated employee look there's nothing more I can do um, you're going to have to make a decision about you know what this looks like moving forward and, and I think you know employers need to be really mindful then don't they that because uh, although we're going to have team members that have very strong feelings about this. I would imagine we're going to have employers that have very strong yes. opinions about this. And I suppose like a lot of matters, this would be one where you'd be better off keeping those views to yourself, not wading in on either side of the yeah. argument. Yeah, uh, look, you'd have to be really careful about that. And, and you know, employers have their own views anyway in a lot of instances, and, and you see it. And I've had some very fraught conversations with employers who have very strong personal or, you know, ethical or religious, you know, views. But as an employer, you, your obligation is to be impartial and fair to all of your employees. Um, but you're right, this is a real, I think I said it before, it's a real hot potato of an issue because there are so many overlapping political, um, you know, moral, religious, ethical, um, medical, there's all sorts of things that go into this question of vaccination. And it's not just COVID vaccinations, it's vaccinations across the board. Yes. Um, well, there are people on both sides of the coin here that are terrified. Yeah. People terrified of the virus, people terrified yeah. of the vaccine. Yeah. What a minefield for an employer to navigate. <laughs> Especially someone like you. That's why I said political. <laughs> Rick and I might not share the same views on this, which is why why it's always an interesting debate. Yeah, look, absolutely. And and I think, um, again, it's for an employer, in any employment situation, it's about taking a pause before you say anything, before you react. Um, and look, the other thing is, and I'm a big believer in this, it's about transparency, it's about openness, it's about talking about it with your staff. So, you know, it's, it's going to be a long time before a very young and fit people like you and I will ever have to be subject to, um, you know, vaccinations or that sort of thing. But it's going to become, a to you know, it's a topical really, it's going to become very topical once it's rolled out, once it's readily available for everyone. Um, so talk to your staff, you know, how do we all feel as a group? If some people don't get the vaccination, other people going to feel comfortable? Start having the conversation because putting it in the bottom drawer and hoping it goes away, that's 
as an employer in an employment setting, that's the worst thing you can do. Um, you know, so have team meetings. If you need to have anonymous feedback, do those sorts of things. Gather what, where people are at. And I think, too, what we've probably got, um, not that there's any particular silver linings to the last 12 months, but we've probably now as employers got a gauge about how our individual team members reacting to this pandemic, are reacting to their safety, reacting to their team members. So you'll have an idea about those who are vulnerable or feeling compromised or concerned. Yeah. And, now, and I think there's a couple of other ways of looking at this. I think for a lot, for the most part, the service-based industry, you know, if you're working sat on a computer, the chances are you can work from home these days, you can have flexible work arrangements, you can do all of that. One of the um, aspects that I think could be difficult to deliver here for a lot of businesses is the contractor space. Mm-hmm. So let's say there's a business owner that owns a building company and is very pro-vaccination, they can say, I'm not going to use any contractors that have not been vaccinated. So plumbers, electricians, drain layers, anyone coming in to build this house. What challenges do you see there for this contracting business that is essentially a business like any other, yep. but they're just getting contracted in here? Yeah, look, I mean, and, and that's a, a very real possibility. Um, and unlike the employment sense, you can, of course, pick and choose your contractors and you can put conditions on it. Um, you know, again, it's, it would be rolled out presumably as part of your health and safety programme moving forward. We're not going to have anyone that hasn't been vaccinated on site. Um, I think at the moment it's too premature to start saying that because it's not readily available. Um, but that is something, again, and, and it's something particularly for um, employer advocates and and lawyers out there to be starting to talk to their clients who are in that sort of industry about how you're going to feel about this moving forward because obviously that has to become part of your health and safety policy and you'll need to roll that out to your clients. Now, I've got a number of clients who work in those sorts of industries and I can tell you right now their client relationships are really important. So if they've got clients who are not having vaccinated, you know, their contract is vaccinated, they're probably not going to want to risk that client relationship, particularly in the current economic climate where client relationships are really important. But you will have, yeah, you will have businesses who the owners have very strong you know, ethical, religious, whatever views, um, and we'll put a blanket, um, you know, sort of ban on anyone coming on without the vaccination. Um, it, it's it, it could potentially again put a massive strain on certain industries within. You know, the, 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 it is a bit of a concern for me because it's those sub uh, yeah. industries that you know that lots of electricians, plumbers, um, plasterers, painters, they don't have their own clients as such very often they are working in a contracted environment and it can be quite a bit down the chain Uh, you know you think of the the levels of command when there was the eqc rebuild okay so if um southern response had said everyone working on site must have this that's industry so it means then that there really are people that are going my livelihood is now dependent on me having a vaccine. Yeah, and not to an, a lot of people that might not be a problem. Um, I think it's again, it's too early to tell because we don't mm-hmm. know enough about what does this mean. And and look, Rick and I were talking before we came on. Um, we don't know in terms of the recovery after. It's not like a flu jab where you get it, you go back to your desk with your lollipop and all's well. Um, you know, so so there's a possibility of you know ten days off work. A lot of people at the moment can't afford that. You know, a lot of people are doing it really tough still, and that's going to continue for. 
I think, the next three to five years. Um, so this may add another layer to that. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I'm not sure how you protect those industries from that because ultimately it's the principal or the, the site owner or the site controller's decision, I guess, in respect of that. And the other thing, I guess, we think about, you know, going on to hospital sites or rest homes um, or doing residential work for someone who's in a compromised immune position. Um, there are going to be a lot of situations coming out where it, it will affect and, you know, I'm, I'm presuming that our government's looked at all of these sorts of things and thought about it. But the reality is, again, it's not dictated. They're not telling site owners or construction company owners or homeowners or employers what to do. Um, and there's going to be a really mixed response to this. And, you know, I think it's for those industries where those decisions are being made it's going to put immense even more immense financial pressure um, on some of those smaller operators which is is really scary mm -hmm. um, and you know i mean me personally this is one opinion i will share here <laughs> uh it's just i really do think that people should have the freedom over their um uh, how they choose to um, medicate within the law, of course. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think people having that freedom um, yeah. is absolutely critical and the uh, right to privacy and all of these things. So concerns for me is uh, where you might have a knee-jerk reaction to something and then that then has a really long tail of, um, of effect on then lots of other people's lives. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think that, you know, in my mind with a lot of this, it's about employers probably being as rational as they can be, as uh, considered as they can be. Yeah. Um, you might not do something for your own team or make some, you know, uh, make significant changes in your own team, but if, you, if you're disrupting your supply chain, there can be a lot of people. Yeah, and look, I think, I mean, you and I were speaking, I think it was yesterday, and we were talking about, you know, you know will the government get to a stage where, the, where they force it? Um, in our lifetime, never. Um, I think I'd probably quit law if I was wrong on that one. I mean, they simply can't. You know, there's the rule of law, there's human rights, as you say, there's all of those sorts of things. Um, but you're right, and that's where, again, um, and we're really lucky because we all sit on the same floor, but talking to your team of advisors around you. So, you know, looking at the long-term consequences by talking to your business advisor, and your accountants, talking to your lawyers, but also starting to have those conversations now. Let's not wait till we see what happens with the with the vaccine or how people are going to respond. We know it's on the horizon, it's being rolled out to certain industries. You know, we know how our teams are responding and have responded already. Um, let's have a look at what it looks like moving forward. You know, mm. what do we need to be putting in place? Do we need to be putting in place anything? Um, some businesses, uh, and I, I think ours is probably one here, people are pretty good um, they're pretty open they're pretty relaxed and they respect each other's views and wishes and you know everyone's been incredibly supportive and, and sensible but that won't happen across the board no. um, but you're right there's all sorts of knock-on effects for your decision making as a business owner and an employer um, but but also again you should be probably turning your mind to those um, what you can't uh, control or uh, contract out of, of course, is those that, as you say, have really strong moral or religious or ethical or medical reasons, um, uh, one way or the other, mm. about vaccinations. Um, but ultimately, it's it's an in individual decision, mm. you know, as long as you've got the capacity to make that decision. The bits I read on the Ministry of Health website looked to me like it would be very easy if everybody willingly went and got a vaccine. Great. 
ticked off. That's done. fine. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure there's a whole lot of uh, policy considerations ticked off there. Done. <laughs> but I, um, and just to let you know, I'm not sharing this as a view of mine. It's <laughs> just um, that's kind of how I read this. So there, knowing that there are lots of people that won't want it. That's where I think we're going to have uh, potential conflict for business owners, for all employers, contractors. Would you agree with that? Well, it's just because there is, it's a divisive. Oh, it's totally divisive. But I think, as I said at the outset, it comes back to the fact that it's a freedom of choice and employers can't force you to do it. Perfect. So we just need to be really mindful about that. Yes, you can change the workplaces, but for instance, when I was talking about controlling uh, areas of the work where you might require um, uh, vaccinated people to only work in those areas. I'm, I keep using our business as an example, but it's it's the most relevant to us, obviously. But you know, you've got me as a lawyer and a group of accountants. We don't have anyone that's at risk in that. Our clients aren't at risk. They're not coming in if they're you know we we're finding out if they're um, immune you know mm. risk and, and all of that. So we wouldn't be able to say right if you want to work at that side of the building you have to be vaccinated. So, I mean, there has to be some sensibility applied to it. But the bottom line is employment law remains on foot. You cannot force your employees to take it um, and you need to be getting some advice around it if you've got really strong views one way or the other about what should be happening in your workplace about these vaccinations. So you perhaps uh, offer feedback to the, as, as, just as a practical step here, you might do a quick survey of your team, maybe some contractors, if the yep. key contractors, asking them, Getting engaging their feedback if it looks like it's going to be pretty contentious, perhaps yeah. seek some yeah. support. Yeah, and um, another practical thing just to help the business owners in the room here what is an employer's obligation if somebody does want the vaccine? So, payment, time to get it, um, yeah. awareness of side effects. What, what does someone need to do? Yes, yeah, so look, in terms of that, again, it, it comes down to that. Um, I think the difficulty with that is, is again, the gov government can't really dictate, but what they are suggesting is that people are getting paid time to go and get your vaccine. I think one of the things we don't know, as I say, there seems to be, certainly coming from overseas, is that there could be a 14-day period in which someone's off work and unwell, they're having really severe side effects. Um, and again, that would have to come down to a negotiation between you and, and your employee. Um, I know sick leave is going up and things like that, but... Um, if an employee is choosing to get the vaccination um, and it's going to have consequences such that they're going to be off work um, and they can work from home, great. If they can't, um, is the employer liable to pay for that? Uh, arguably not, no, because it's an employee choice. Mm. Um, it's not something the employer is choosing or, or asking them or requiring them to do. Um, will that change and will there be a, dict you know, a directive that they are paid for that? I, again, I think mm. that is just the government would be reaching too far into mm. employers' rights. So there could be an example, let's like you say, you're a sparky and you do work at the DHB, so your employer's said, our client, you know, our team members that are doing work at the hospital need to be, um, need to be vaccinated. So Joe Bloggs goes, yep, okay, I'll go. Some form of reaction, side effect, whatever it might be, off work for two weeks. Yeah, look, at, and again, a typical lawyer speak, it's a, probably a case-by-case -case basis. I think in that, if you're saying, let's for instance say, we're saying to, to Jim as a sparky, you, this is the only work you've got coming up for the next three months, but part of that, the DHB require you to get vaccinated, so we're asking you to go and get vaccinated. That's a different situation, because that's the employer saying, in order for us to give you work, you need to go and get vaccinated. 
good faith obligation, I would be suggesting you consider giving them some paid time off to go and get that if they're going to have bad side effects. But again, that's not a, a hard and fast rule. It's looking at the circumstances. Is there other stuff they can do from home? Obviously not as a sparky. But, you know, we, these sorts of things are going to have to play out as we know a little bit more. Um, and look, as a personal thing, I certainly wouldn't be jumping up and down to get the vaccine until I know a little bit more about what's going on and, and you know, the implications. Um, so, yeah, I can't stress enough, probably get advice before you make any decisions, before you make any decisions about the impact on your staff and your contractors and other things. Um, just get some advice about mm. how you approach the situation. Mm. And, and sorry, Rick, uh, one of the things I've had some clients come to me about is, or oh, can we just change our health and safety policies and make it a condition? Again, the answer is no. You can't force people to, to take this. Mm. Um, mm. Perhaps if you're one of those businesses that contracts to a lot of other people as well, yes. maybe speak to some of those provide that the people that send you work and um, your customers to see what their thoughts are on that yeah um like you say you know you sparky with a few quite a few people that for you know you might have four or five people in your team that for religious reasons no way would they have a vaccine but you do all this work for this person that's going to want a vaccine it's going to put you in a really challenging position yeah so maybe do just have those conversations with the team and with your uh, customers as well yeah and i think what we don't know at the moment i certainly don't is i don't know visibility across the board as to how people are going to react to this um i, I certainly personally and professionally at the moment don't know anyone that's looking to get their staff vaccinated or wanting to um but again it's not so readily available at the moment so it's not a, a real right now issue um but but it's going to become it so absolutely we need to be having those conversations now mm, cool thank you thanks very much Kirsten. you're welcome um well uh, i think i'll do a poll as well in this uh, group because i'd love to gauge some of your guys um, feedback and comments on what you'll be doing uh so um if you're watching this on youtube zip over to the psychic business lounge on facebook and uh, you'll see the post in there so thank you very much Kirsten. thanks Rick. cheers